say, Baruch Hashem, Siyata Deshmaya, it was a Shabbos cheer for women. I did it over many, many, many years, and it was my favorite cheer of any cheer that I gave. Often there were only two ladies at the cheer, one of which was my wife and the other was my sister. Once in a while, a third woman or five. Today it's a huge crowd of nine or ten. But it was my favorite cheer because there was, there was such a real quality of we were sitting down and learning terror in a sincere, real way. I grew up maybe the biggest impact in my life, maybe, perhaps, with my Rebbe's shallow sugar speeches. My Rebbe right there, I'm sure knows him, is a profound thinker, and he impacted shallow sugar. Every week, we had this most eclectic group at the shallow sugar, very interesting crowd of unusual people, a tiny crowd, a few people. We were very small, very interesting. There was an old Russian gentleman who never went to yeshiva, didn't really know Torah. He would always pipe up at the places. I remember he once had a long discussion with my Rebbe about, about how much camels can drink. I had a riff given, and he piped up. That was exciting for him. So he was at the shiurim every, every shal shodas, and it was an interesting group of people. And... <coughs> And those, I once said to my Rebbe, after many years, I grew up there, I grew up from childhood to older at that year, and after many years, I said to my Rebbe, I said, I'm so moved that every week Rebbe brings it. We're a few people. You could just, you know, we'll sing today, I'm not going to speak. He spoke every other week, to be precise, he did rotate with somebody. But I felt every week he would speak, those weeks, and really bring it, and to me and my few friends, who would be here for years, we feel we were shaped. Our whole lives, the idealism of our lives, were shaped specifically by those speeches. When I was older, when I was getting old, I'm still very young, but when I was less young, so I said to my Rebbe, I'm so moved how much you brought, that you really gave your all those weeks and we were such a small crowd. I was very moved. If it was thousands of people you're speaking, okay, you're motivated. That you valued each of us was very moving to me. And he was very happy with that. He said, you've matured. He felt very good. He gave a compliment. He's guarded with his words. And he was very happy that I noticed that. So to me, always, I was asked to say Shir before Shoshana a few years ago by somebody who learned from the Yeshiva. So I said, one condition. You want me to come in to say Shir? This Bachar and his father I was very, very close to. So I said, one condition. You're going to feel a pressure to bring in numbers. I don't care about numbers. I will only say it if you try not to get anybody. I want to come into New York. I want to travel four hours. I want to learn with you and your father. There's a famous story that I don't like, and I'm sure it's misunderstood the story. There's a famous story of Shlomo Hyman, the Tardas Hashim, and I'll tell you why I don't like the story. But Shlomo Hyman has four people at a shear one day. Shlomo Hyman, when he said shears with one of the was the Tardas, and he said with fire. He was fired, sheer. And one particular time, they were four, it was a snow day, and four people showed up to sheer. And if Shlomo Hyman brought it, so somebody said to Rebbe, when we're a big crowd and you bring it, I get it. We're four guys. Today, you know, relax. So the supposed stories he said, I'm not just saying to you. Saying to you, your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, I'm saying to all the people, in fact, thousands of people are here. I don't like this story because I don't think that's really what he was thinking. 
It could be said that to the Talmudim. The answer is, there's a yid there. There's a yid there. A yid wants to learn Torah. That's awesome. If you don't appreciate learning with one, then, then millions don't matter either. Millions is only a lot of one people. I always, I never, I don't know how many bucks in my yeshiva. It's in the Sayyid from my Rebbe. I never counted, never once. I know every single guy in yeshiva. I never added up. I asked the office through all sorts of shtick that I shouldn't know the number. I don't want to know the number of people. I don't care how many. There's one. There's one. The guy you're talking to, he, the whole yeshiva is for him. I want to tell you, this is, this is not what I, none of this is what I want to speak about. Nothing to do. But I, I, I want to say, I want to say a, a point on this, on this topic. I want to say something about Chilach, and then we'll get to our topic. I want to say something my Rebbe once told me that left an image, probably on the Shal Shabbos, it changed my life. My Rebbe said that roughly Menu gives Leia the Simanim. And my Rebbe said, it's a story from youth we learn. It's the chesed of biblical proportions to give away your husband. Unfathomable chesed. But my Rebbe asked the question that was so mature, like we never thought of it. He said to us, the whole history of our people is at stake. You know, it didn't turn out too well having different mothers, and there was machlaikis. We know all, all of the story. So my Rebbe asked, how did she have a right to play with our history? She played with our history. The whole Jewish people's future is at stake. How did she allow, well, I don't want to hurt my sister, there's the Jewish people at stake. And my Rebbe said to me, I, 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 I was a very big sports fan growing up, and there's a supposedly giant stadium is built on somebody's dead body. That's what they say in the end zone of giant stadium. Should we have a, who knows? Yes, no. The bottom line is, my Rebbe said that you don't build an institution on somebody's dead body. And he said, we'll build a Klaiusro, the whole Klaiusro. But you can't build Klaiusro, Leia's bad feelings. I've had times the best thing for the yeshiva would be to ask a bacher to leave. But I don't make a yeshiva. I don't believe in building a yeshiva. You're building a bacher. There's this guy. I try never once to ever punish a guy because it's better for the yeshiva. If it's best for him, that's what you do. The only time ever I'll ask a bacher to leave if the best thing that I could do for him is give him that punishment. If it's better for others, I'm not building a yeshiva. Others can build yeshivas. I want a person. There's a person here. You don't build institutions, you build a person. There's a person, one person. What's the best thing for him? You don't build on people's dead bodies. That's something I'm sorry for my Rebbe. All of Klaiso, quite an important institution. But it's not built on Leia's bad feelings. It doesn't drive over anybody. One is important. One person is unbelievably valuable. In Yeshiva, often, in Yeshiva, in the younger grades, it's normal. The young guys, and sometimes there's a group they're not focused. And a Rebbe saying to Shear to one guy, a Rebbe who understands the value of one, says one person here. Numbers are not numbers are not the point. One yid, one yid, you're saying to the world, to the world, it says that you save one soul, you saved an oymamali, you saved the full world. An oymamali, what's the word mali? The word in Eilamale means everybody who ever stepped foot on this planet. So it doesn't just mean the six, seven billion people of today. It means all the billions who ever populated this planet is one person, is the value of one person. One person, the value of one. 
So I did want to share, now there's many ones here, but I wanted to share that the value of one. There's a Gemara Nadar. The Gemara Nadar says that it says the following statement, the following nifty statement that I want to elaborate on, and maybe say a drash, not the simple shot, but say a drash in this cryptic statement of the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Binyin Yeladim Stira, and Stira Sekein and Binyin. The building of youngsters is destructive. Binyin Yeladim Stira. The building of youngsters is destructive. And Stira Sekein, the destruction of elders, Binyin is building. The Gemara criticizes and calling people Yeladim, youngsters, people who are called young by the Gemara, Zakein is Mashmachachma, wise, intelligent. And young is mashma, somebody who's just quick acting and not thinking through things. So it says, the construction of youngsters is destructive, and the destruction of elders is constructive. There's a lot to think about in that statement, but I want to say a drash. I want to share with you not the simple shot in those words. And what I want to share with you is the following drash. Young people People that are quick to action think you build by destroying. Binyin Yeladim, the way youngsters, people that act rash and too fast, is steers with destruction. They build by knocking, by putting down, by attacking. They build with negativity. This is bad. This is wrong. That is how people build by Yeladim. Steeras the Canaan, but elders who want to get rid of Things that don't belong there, they want to be sicer, they take things down, binion with building. The ways it came in, wise people, people who are thoughtful, people who have messinos, who are deliberate, the way they take down bad habits, the way they take down bad behavior is with binion, with building. And I wanted to speak about, in our own homes, it applies to chinuch, to our schools, but our homes as well, that the old building, which we're building our families, we're building, our, we're building a house of Torah, must be done with positivity. The way we build is with positive. Negative destroys, we build with positivity. It's a small crowd, I feel comfortable in telling you something. I always admired for many years Lubavitcher Rebbe. I grew up in the yeshivas, I'm somebody's <coughs> a chassid of Reb Shach, of all the Gdailum. And I also, as well, admired the Lubavitcher Rebbe all the years. And I'm amazed, his Hasidim, what they do, they travel, an unbelievable thing, they travel. Hasidim who never met him, he has motivated thousands of people to travel to all different places in the world, to leave their family, unbelievable madregas. All of us want to live near our families. It's normal, it's healthy, it's a good thing. We want to live in our communities. We want to live, it's normal, and they move to all different places on earth to encourage a kid to do a mitzvah, nayr. So I was curious, who is this man who had such an avas Hashem, an avas HaTayr, and this is, what was he, what was his trick, what was his secret? And I read up a little bit about the Rebbe, I was curious. So I read up about him. He said something on himself, and he has a right to tell us what his power was, and he said that he never put down he never put down anything. You can listen to thousands of hours of his tapes. He only built up. He only spoke what's good. He didn't put down. 
He was unbelievably careful with his words. He would never call a hospital a bet cholim, a house of sick people. He called a hospital a bet refua, a house of healing. He had so careful on his words. He was so careful just to build, not to destroy. He created great things with that power. One of the great leaders of our generation gathered Minali from across America a couple of years ago, and he said we have an epidemic of bittle, of putting down, of negativity. And he said we must stop all bittle, no putting down. I laugh when I don't know much about modern art. I don't know much about it. But when a person who doesn't know much about it says, modern art, it's all a fake. You just dump some ink on paper, it bothers me. They're human beings who spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on it, who feel they know what it is. I have no idea if it's real or not. I can stay my opinion. I have no idea. But don't be quick. You didn't study it. By the way, if you spill ink, and you'll see another paper that remains still, that a professional will tell you, you spilled ink on this one, and that one was not. So something that people value, don't be methodical so easily. You don't, if you studied it, and you were busy, and you concluded that it's not valuable, there are things that are not valuable, don't be quick to put down. Don't be quick to dismiss. Don't be quick to say something is nothing if you don't know. Bittal is dangerous. We build with positivity. Positivity creates. There's a reason that the greatest builder in our history, Avram Avinu, who built our people, he's called the Ab of our people, was an eye and tie, was a positive eye. It's not a side character trait to Avram Avinu. Through eye and tie, through positivity, through seeing positive, that's how one builds. In teaching, stressing the positive, teach what yes, without even saying much about what not. Teach what's yes, what's true, what's proper. Growing up, I never heard from my father negative. He didn't knock any groups of the end. He didn't knock, he just taught us the truth. And then we can think about what is then not right. So I wanted to speak three topics. It's called Sky, this speech, and I hope we get to all the letters. My son told me to call it Sky. He said it seems to do well, leave out a letter, it'll get people curious, but it's Sky, S-C-Y. And I want to speak about Sky, about three topics specifically of positivity in our homes. The third one applies to our homes and more to our schools. The first two are very much in our home. Three topics of positivity that I want to speak about. When I was going out with my wife, so she told me a certain tragedy that happened. So I said, oh, that's crazy. So she said to me, I learned from my teacher that you shouldn't say that's crazy. It's Ashkoch, it's Hashem, it's from Hashem. Don't say that's crazy. So in my mind, I'm thinking, this is crazy. In my mind, I'm like, I just mean, but you know what? I liked her. So I said, okay, I'm sorry. But in my mind, I didn't understand it. Then I was studying the Gemara Baba Kama, and the Gemara Baba Kama tells us that Ula did not want to be Menachem Mabu, the Babylonians, because he didn't like what they say. At a Nichum when they comfort mourners, they say something that just he didn't like and he didn't want to go with them to comfort mourners. Because they said, What can you do? Such an innocent statement. What can you do? Sounds innocent. We would say such a line. He didn't like it because it implies 
If I was in control, I would do very different. But you know, sorry. What can you do? Hashem knows what he's doing. Now, I would say they just mean, but words are important. Words are extremely, extremely important. It matters. It very much matters what we say. It very much matters what we say. Words matter. The older I get, I've gotten much more into words. I study words very, very strongly. I care a lot about words in the Torah. When I was younger, what I cared about and learning was Lumbus. The ideals of Hashem, I like understanding what Hashem means, why he said it. Today I care how he said it, much, much more. I'm Zaycha Bishabbos, I'm Zaycha Tabchaikas, the closest to a Yid who's here now, a beautiful Yid who has a wonderful family. Somebody here, David Shurna, I'm Zaycha and he was very close to a giant who Klaistral just lost, Ramesh Shapiro. Ramesh Shapiro was a Yid who was careful with words, who spoke a lot about words. He told me a beautiful story with words from Ramesh Shapiro. And he was a person who knew the value of words and measured his words, and it was important words. I want to learn a Gemara Shabbos with you and tell you something my Rebbe taught me, maybe at no Shalashavas. He taught me on this Gemara Shabbos. The Gemara Shabbos says that two people had a bet who can get Hillel angry. Hillel was as patient as you can imagine, the most patient man in the world. And these two people had a bet who was going to get Hillel angry. And, and they try one man on an Arab Shabbos, things are hectic, and he screams in front. Everybody in Klal Yisrael knew who Hillel was, and they knew where he lived. This man screams in front of Hillel's house. Is there a Hillel around here shouting? Is there a Hillel around here screaming in front of Hillel's house? So Hillel, Arab Shabbos, comes out, and the man asks him a silly question. And Hillel has patience, then the man asks again, and again, and again. Then the man said, I have a lot of questions. Hillel sits down. It's a lengthy story. You can look it up, Daflam and Aleph in Shabbos. A lengthy story about the patience of Hillel. My Rebbe said to us that the story is an incredible story. It's worthwhile to read. The patience of Hillel, I would read it to you. I didn't bring it to Mara Shabbos. My forgetfulness. But Hillel here, my Rebbe asked, that the story is incredible, Hillel's patience. But how, it doesn't tell us how did we get that patience. How did Hillel acquire that patience? But my Rebbe pointed out in the story, there's a word Hillel uses 12 times. It's worthwhile to read the Gemara Lamed Aleph and Shabbos. And Hillel in the story 12 times says to this nudge, to this man who's trying to get Hillel upset, he calls him my son, Bini. 12 times in the story, in very few lines in the Gemara. Over and over he says, my son, what do you want? B'ni, shal, b'ni, shal, please ask my son, ask what you want. 12 times in the story he calls him b'ni. And my Rebbe told us that the Gemara can't just be throwing that in there, the Gemara is very cautious on its words. It speaks very briefly, each word is measured. And it says 12 times beneath, it is teaching us the secret of Hillel. With soft words, that is how we gain patience, with soft words. It's Ramban. The Geras Ramban says, a person should speak, say your words softly, with this we are safe from anger. 
I ask you if this ever happened to you. Did you ever say something angrily, you started getting angry, and all of a sudden you found yourself angrier than you thought? Like, whoa, I didn't realize how angry I was. You already said something angrily to somebody, maybe to your child, your spouse, and then just the torrent of anger came out. You say, whoa, I'm angrier than I thought. You're not angry. Angry words make us angry. We think that we say what we think. It's not true. We think what we say. He says, We think what we say. If we say it, then we think it. Use strong words. I once had a story. Eight boys, I had to talk to Marshall. I was in the best mood. If they walked into me and I gave each one a hug and a kiss with the exact same love, I had to tell them something strong. Out of complete love, I can't stand being strong. It's just not my type. And I had to say something strong and decided with love to do it. After I said to the eight guys strong things, I felt a bad mood because I spoke strong words. And strong words create a certain anger in us. The secret of Hillel to stay calm, explain my Rebbe, is saying soft words. A friend of mine hearing this speech from my Rebbe said a remarkable thing. Rabbi Dovi Kilsen, Mashkiach and and he said something amazing after hearing this speech from my Rebbe. The Pasuk says, Ma'anerach, a soft answer, Meshukhema, turns away anger. Said my friend, based on my Rebbe's speech, we think that if we answer softly, we turn away somebody else's anger. It turns away our own anger. Soft words, ma'anerach, a soft reply, meishem turns away our own anger. It stops us from being angry. We no longer are angry. The secret of Ramban, that words have massive impact. Hashem built this whole world. We see Baruch She'amar, he said, the world was created with words. We're not a people who ever say it's just words. We're careful. Speech matters. Unbelievably, the speech matters. It's important, the speech. What we say, how we say matters a lot. And the importance in our home, I think, I, I look at youngsters and very much think, right away when the Bacha comes to Yeshiva, my thoughts are I wanted to be a good husband and father. Because anything to learn in Yeshiva, I wanted to perpetrate. He can know everything and be the biggest master in the world, the biggest Sabbath, but it will stop by him. And yeshiva has to have its eye on eternity, on forever. We're not the short term. We're teaching something that has to endure. My Russia doesn't mean an inheritance. It means a heritage. It means that which you give over. It's meant to be given over. So I want that every bachar in yeshiva is a certain type of father or husband, that all the Torah he incorporates in yeshiva will be handed on to his daughters, to his generations. There is nothing you and I, everybody here, can do nothing that I believe to change the fortunes of all our daughters, children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, that learning the language of soft, positive soft speech. Shloima Melech says, Yesh boyta kematra Some people's expressions are like spears. They don't even realize it. Their simple language is tough. The language of wise people is healing. What is your language? What is your speech? I'll tell you a story. 
I once had a Bachelor learned by me who was struggling tremendously, and I was surprised he had a world-renowned father in Kinnaman. Now, anybody can have a kid struggling. It's not a big question. Anybody can happen to, but I still was surprised. I once met the father, and in the conversation, his speech was very sarcastic. Twice in the conversation, sarcasm is from the um ugliest forms of speech imaginable. Because you're speaking much tougher. It's much better to tell a kid that was wrong than to say, smart, eh? Sar sarcasm is an ugly form of speech. You're saying things much tougher than you want to, than you realize. At least speak tough, then no, you just spoke tough. But I saw the father was sarcastic twice. I had no questions anymore. He's a sarcastic man. Oh, his kids off the dirt. I have no shadow. Being honest, it wasn't a wonder to me anymore. I saw he had an ugly form of speech. The speech creates speeches in its sales. We don't look at speech, it's just words. Our world was created, Baruch Sha'omar Vahayayayom. Omar Vayayim. Our world was created with words. The very word for words, Dvarim, a davar, is, and the word davar means deeper speech, and it means a thing, Mitzayos, reality. Words matter. To say that's crazy is wrong, like my wife taught me years ago. Because words matter, they do matter a lot. How you respond and what you say matters. The value of us developing and working on ourselves, catching ourselves, to have a speech that's positive. Good words, solid words, the words we say. The joy, maybe the nachas I had, there's a wonderful lady who, in the grocery store in Waterbury, Connecticut. The lady who mans the grocery store, the lady behind the desk, so she told me, an inner city woman, you know, does the checkouts. She says to me, she said, Rabbi, I know all who, you're, who the students of the school are. So I said, how do you know who the students are? You know, a lot of people come in, come out, how do you know who the students are? She says, when they say thank you, they say thanks a million. <laughs> Their words, thanks a million, she said, that's a student of the school. Words matter a lot. You build an environment with words. We build a whole massive, the whole situation, a house is not walls. That's very shallow. Our children move out of our walls. We're building a, a bias. The base of Ram, Avram is nomadic. They moved around. The base of Ram wasn't one set of walls. The house of Avram endures till today. Avram, Yitzvah, Yaakov. The house is built on ideals. Primarily, we build ideals with our words. What do we say? I feel fortunate. I grew up in a home. My father would never say the English word for chazer, ever. He would never, if we would say, he was very easy to go with us. My father never once in my life pushed me to learn Torah, never once. I never once, I, and they, he never once in my life forced me to learn. He never once in my life forced me to doubt, never once. Not to learn. If we would say a word, be quiet, in a tough way, woo, you do get a patch. I don't mean hard. And now let's say that word. Good words. Very, we didn't say, the, he, I never heard him say the English word for chaz in my house once. He wouldn't say bad news in the house. People read, oh, yeah. he wouldn't say bad news. We never heard bad news. It was almost to a fault. We never heard anything. He would never say bad news in the house. Words matter. If we can develop a language of positivity and work on it, 
develop a positive vocabulary and eliminate things that are negative, that are just all different types of forms of speech that are negative, we go a long way in creating an atmosphere of positivity, an atmosphere that it's easy in such an environment for people to grow. People flourish in an environment of positivity. When the stam words that are used are building, are healing. The language of wise people is healing. It has an impact on ourselves, nice words, as we heard from Hillel. The fact that he said B'ni repeatedly caused Hillel to have a certain patience. Speaking softly, and soft words were airing. Speaking in the way we speak softly, and the words are soft words, is with that, the Zetanotzomenachas. With that, it saves the whole emotions and the whole feelings of the person are changed based on the deeper that the person says. So the S in sky is speech. That is the first area to really make this idea of positivity, to really make it pervasive in our house, to make that environment, that surrounding our house of positivity, using positive speech, words of excitement. When I was woken up by my father on a rainy day, he always said, it's a beautiful day, and I knew it was raining. It's beautiful. And he said, it's beautiful, we need rain. That's how he woke us up, he wasn't joking. Till today, it's funny, till today I love rain. I like walking, I, just, I like sports, I'm a Met fan. It rains, the Mets are raining down, I love rain. And I love rain, I believe, because my father woke me up on a rainy day and said, it's a beautiful, we never heard him say it's an ugly day. It's beautiful, it's raining outside. Everything we eat is going to grow now. Everything we had, it's a beautiful day. Always, that's how, that's how I knew it was raining. When I got the wake-up call, it's a beautiful day outside. That's beautiful. And that language creates an atmosphere of positivity instead of an atmosphere of negativity. So that was the first thing in speech. The, the topic is long, the topic's lengthy, but the, that point that we can work on positive speech in a strong way is huge. That's message one. The C in, in sky, the C is to celebrate. The C is to celebrate successes. A man, a man once asked me, a yid was going into Chinuch, and he said to me, give me a secret in Chinuch. I'm going into Chinuch, I need a secret. So I said to him, celebrate small successes. He said, give me an example, and I gave him an example. So he said, oh no, oh no. Said, I'm shooting for big stuff. I'm shooting, you're, that's not happening. I'm shooting for big stuff. Tremendous, tremendous mistake. We can have a child, a youth, a teenager struggling with a lot, celebrate by crazy success. Notice success and celebrate success. There's a chsidish sefer called Priyaras. It is way out of my league. It's a Kabbalah sefer that. I aspire one day to know a few pages what they mean. Today I can go through, I have no idea what's being said here. Pages. So why do I have to say for pre-arts in my house if I can't understand it, other than to show off to somebody, maybe will think I do understand it, but I don't. The reason I have it in my house is not just to show off. The reason I have it in my house is because late in the, in the Safer, there is one chapter that I love, and I want the whole Safer that I don't understand, but I have it in my house. Got me as a present, but I knew I wanted to buy it. And I have the safer in my house for one ch 